Welcome to the podcast that puts a finger on the pulse of medicine and technology. On this show, you'll hear from investors, industry executives, and healthcare providers on the science and business of medicine. I'm your host, Omar M. Khatib, and this is the State of MedTech. Samuel, I'm going to bring up the uh, the three key topics that we're going to be discussing one at a time, and let's kind of like go go through each of them. So very first thing we're going to start with. So Samuel, talk to us a little bit about what you think some of the most important parts of your profile are. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, the profile is, it's a critical piece because it's it's where you actually sell. You know, everything on your profile is where you can be crystal clear about the service you provide and exactly who you're talking to. And uh, from your from your picture to your background to your title and through your about section, it's really where you can make it as colorful as you want it to be, be as uh, clear as what you provide, and also give a little bit of personality. You can do all that from your profile page. And again, it's the only place that you should actually be selling from until you have a large enough audience. Hmm. That's a that's an interesting interesting way of putting it. I I completely agree. Why do you, why should that be the only place you should be selling from? Why is that an important thing for people to know? Yeah. So I mean, the reality is, you know, when you're putting out content, aka posts, right? Mm-hmm. You, you'll see some people selling, some people not. But your your whole goal for your audience is just to provide value, and and LinkedIn is like a super amped search engine, and people are just kind of looking for whatever value they can find. But it's all coming through the feed. So the last thing you want to do is be new on the platform, start pumping out content and start selling right away because it's immediately going to turn people off. You know, that's it's like those marketing messages that you're getting all the time in your inbox. And most of them, you're not even taking a moment to read. And when you see that post that's trying to sell you something directly, even if it's for you, a lot of times you're not going to take a second to read it because you're going to assume it's just more spam or more marketing messages. Your goal should be to provide value with all of your content. When you provide that value, truly interested people will then go to your profile to seek you out, and then you can sell them on what it is you're doing for them and the value you provide. That's a very, very good point. And I think, you know, while, and I wonder, I wonder how you feel about this. And by the way, just for context for everybody, uh, Sammy and I, we talked about some of the key topics. We didn't really rehearse any of this, so this can go anyway in any direction. (laughs) that's, that's, That's the value of going live, right? But Samuel, one of the things I, I wonder is that while I love LinkedIn, I feel that what they don't do a good job of is they they really optimize more for tools that are good for spamming people. But I feel like the the benefit of that is that it makes it easier to stand out when you add value because so many people, especially in sales, go straight to, oh, I'm going to use automation. I'm just going to hit their right. inbox up, et cetera. Would you agree with right. that or what do you think? Yeah, no. I, so it's, it's funny. You know, I actually think LinkedIn tries to prevent spamming tools. I think uh, maybe a year or two ago, they were heavily used. People still use them today, of course, but LinkedIn started really cracking down on spamming tools. But what's more important than that is, what really works is organic reach. Mm -hmm. I mean, when you're just, even if you're brand new on the platform, you got less than less than a thousand followers and you're just putting out valuable content that your audience received from what we've seen, that's going to grow you faster than almost anything, uh, you know, to begin with, you know, ultimately you can get into paid ads and things like that. But to begin with good organic value, LinkedIn's going to propagate the heck out of your stuff and, and get it in front of as many eyes as possible. Um, and that, and that again, kind of supports what we're talking about now with it shouldn't, you, your goal shouldn't be to sell. 
your goal should be how can I best inform my audience and give them something they can actually use, utilize, you know, something that they actually need and give it to them in a snippet, right? A lot of people don't necessarily are going to sit down with a long article or a long post about some other things. Just enough information so they can take a bite-sized information so they can take and say, you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and apply this today and maybe even get some results. And it's gonna bring them right back to see what you're gonna pump out next. That's a great, it's a that's a really good point. And you know, something that I've noticed because there's outside even medical sales, when I look at uh, some of the top creators on LinkedIn, like uh, my my friend Justin Welsh. So I think a lot of people know him as the big solopreneur on on LinkedIn. He's got, right. I think, two hundred fifty thousand followers. He, yeah. He's even said it himself that he he sees a massive, massive decrease in engagement the moment he tries to sell something. Which there is a time and place to do that, but uh, the best times for selling is when you're providing value for free, right? And a lot of times it has not, it doesn't have to do with what you directly sell. People can get value from you from leadership articles. Um, you know, uh, physicians are no different than medical salespeople. They, they work with other people. They have leadership positions. They're trying to be more productive. And so a lot of times if you're able to share things that you're learning on the job, even something simple as, hey, here's how I like to start my day or here's how I manage a tough situation at work. Physicians, you know, or whoever you're selling to, will learn from you indirectly. They've now technically bought a free product from you with their own attention. And it makes it easier for them to move forward to something like buying a meeting with you, you know, quote, right. unquote, right? Right. Yeah. I think, I think what you're highlighting is, is really having visibility and what gets you a lot of visibility is like you said, again, providing value. You know, I think, and one thing, just speaking to what we talk about, right? We're talking about social media sellings, almost specifically for medical sales reps. The reality is social media selling can work for any type of sales rep in any industry. But when it comes to medical sales reps, I think people can say, well, I got to make sure my content is only appreciated by whatever type of doctor mm. or healthcare I'm trying to get in front of. So I'm going to make just this type of content. And then they don't get a lot of traction. They wonder what they're doing wrong. Uh, to the point you were just kind of talking about, I think, you know, as a medical sales rep, you want to talk about everything you're experiencing as a sales rep, in addition to the value that you're providing for for the uh, surgeons or or physicians or healthcare administrators out there. Interesting. You want that whole picture, yeah, because you know a lot of sales reps are following you too, and they can identify with what you're experiencing. The healthcare providers connected to them will also see those same posts. So when you're engaging in whatever they're putting out it's all kind of going full circle and it just gives you that much more visibility. And that should be the goal for the sales reps is how can I provide value while getting maximum visibility? Interesting. And I, I completely agree with that, you know, especially for those, you know, I think whether you're in a huge corporation like a Johnson Johnson or Medtronic or even a startup, you know, when you have, let's say a new product, uh, if you think of technology adoption, every, adopter sits at a different point. Some people like to adopt things very early and they're okay with it being new because they, they like that. There are other people who sit farther on the adoption curve. It doesn't matter what it is you're, you're selling or, or marketing. Absolutely. They need to see certain things. So it yeah. could be that that day, that week, that quarter, they're not at that adoption phase of a cycle, but they can passively and actively watch and engage with you you know, be endeared to you, be persuaded by you, and then see that adoption happening. And then when you do reach out at the right time, it could be the day that they say, you know what, this problem has become too painful for me. I'm going to yeah. meet with this person. Yep, you know? exactly. I mean, you nailed it. You know, I think another thing that I would, that I would kind of throw in there with what you're saying is 
I think the most important thing someone that's even considering social selling can do is just mm -hmm. get comfortable putting themselves out there on the platform. Because ah. the reality of how many touches it takes to actually impact someone's behavior. I mean, a lot of a lot of people on this call, they're sales reps. They've experienced this before. They understand this a little bit. But there's so many touches it requires. And because our attention spans are only getting shorter, it's only becoming more and more touches to actually get someone to say, you know what? This is for me. So if you can get in the habit of putting out content now or at least reposting with putting your two cents on what you're seeing and just get that consistent, uh, it's going to be a lot easier to to actually drive someone to want to seek you out for your services on the LinkedIn platform. Uh, absolutely. And just going back to, you know, important parts of the profile, I think we would both agree that the first thing I think a lot of people don't even realize it, even doctors until like a patient mentions it to them is to go to your privacy setting and make sure that your profile is visible to people, even if they're not logged into LinkedIn, because people will look you up. And if you do something where you leave a good comment on a post or you, you have a great post that other people see, if that's that moment that a doctor or decision maker, or maybe even a CEO of a company decides to click your profile, but then they go and they're blocked because right. you're, you're not a connection. There's, there's not a high chance they're going to come back. Right. Right. And, and, you know, it's funny because when I, when I, you know, I work with, with companies that have medical sales teams and we work with their sales reps into really getting them to develop brands on this platform. And I get, I get a lot of mixed reviews. You know, I get some people that say, well, if I allow all these physicians to see me anytime, then they're going to know that I'm looking at their profile. You know, I <laughs> almost kind of goes in the face of what we're trying to do. So I, I kind of want to put something out there with what you just said. When it comes to visibility, I think if you're really going to take on using LinkedIn as a place to sell, to improve your sales um, and, and just spread more, more knowledge to your audience, you got to ask yourself, you know, how comfortable do I want to get? And, and if you, if you want to go all the way, then, you should be wide open to making yourself as available as possible, full visibility. Anyone can search you. Anyone can find you. You know, one thing we can even say right now that might not be common knowledge, your URL, right? Your URL should be so, you should, your name should be so easy to find that if someone typed in your name and the company you work for, your LinkedIn profile is the first thing that pops up on a Google search. And the way you create that is just simply changing your URL to erase all numbers and only have your first and last name. If your mm -hmm. first and last name is taken, maybe your first name and a middle initial and then your last name, something that just makes it crystal clear that this is your space, this LinkedIn profile, and anyone can find it from anywhere if they're so inclined to. Get comfortable with that. Like Omar just said, make sure all the visibility settings allow you to be seen. Your picture should be seen. You know, one of the things I'm sure we're going to talk about in a second is how imperative it is to have a picture that speaks relatively well of who you are. And just really get in the habit of if I'm going to do if I'm going to go this route, anyone could find me at any time. Absolutely, and and um, we actually have a really good question. I'm going to highlight. So for this person, you're going to show up as LinkedIn user, but for those who are watching, this is uh, just to make sure that her profile is is visible. Christina Asai. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Last name S A A S A I. So here is her question. It's a great one. So great that. Uh, we're going to, I can't be seen. So I'm going <laughs> to, we're going to, we're going to peek over it. So the question is, uh, would love to hear from Samuel about what advice he would give to those who feel like they aren't great writers or struggle with finding time to create content and engage with others. 
been writing posts versus commenting on other posts. If you had to choose one to focus on, which would you advise uh, to somebody wanting to build their thought leadership when they have a very small following? Uh, that's a great question. Let me let me get rid of the comments so we can actually see see each other. I'm gonna uh, 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 highlight that in a second. But Sammy, let's let's start maybe with the with the first one, which is people who struggle uh, with finding time to create content versus engaging. If you had to pick one or the other, posting versus commenting. I have a mixed feeling about this. I don't. I don't even feel comfortable picking one. But I guess this would yeah. be interesting if you had to pick one. If, if if it was a medical salesperson and you had to do one thing for a whole month between posting and commenting, what would it be? So, I mean, I, I I'm I'm gonna sound like I'm deflecting, but I'm not. But it, it really does. You have to consider this. It depends on what the goals what the what the goal is. Okay. So let's so let's 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 come up with two scenarios and then we'll get into it. So let's have the scenario of I'm a medical I'm a, I'm a wannabe medical salesperson. So maybe I'm not in medical sales yet and I want to get into medical sales or I'm a medical salesperson that wants an entirely new role, um, maybe, maybe in a different organization or something like that. So if that's, if, if you're in either one of those buckets, then engagement is critical, right? Because as we talked about, visibility is, is king. But if you're trying to get into a position, then you want to be uh, mindful into the content you push out and you want to focus on just getting visible with people that are already visible on the platform. This way, and then also I'll say that your profile becomes a big piece of this too. So if you're someone trying to get into a medical sales position or get into a new role, then engagement is king and you want to make sure that your profile is tip top. What's going to happen is when you're commenting on other people's stuff, when you're engaged with other people's posts, they're all, you know, and you leave valuable comments, not, you know, that was great, good job, but something meaningful, maybe some, uh, a response you had or a question you have around what they posted. It's going to cause them to want to look at your profile. And again, if you're trying to get a position or you're trying to get a new position, you're selling yourself. So you want your profile to be tip top and bring attention to your profile that way. So I know that was a roundabout way of answering. The oh, question. no, no, you, I, I'm with you. No, no, I'm, I'm with you. Cause like, you know, Salespeople are very, are very, very sharp. And they ask me this all the time, like, well, which one should I do? And, and again, it goes back to what, whatever your goals are. And, you know, even 10 years ago from, um, you know, so my background was, you know, I, I carried the bag and I sold for, for years, but then I also did marketing. 10 years ago, marketing to people, even in e-commerce was a lot more direct and simple. I mean, you can drive people to a landing page, convert them there. The buyer has become more sophisticated, so it's no longer, hey, which one's your growth lever? That doesn't exist anymore, especially in B2B. And I think it's the same th case in this, in, this, in this way. I think the goal, um, at least when it comes to LinkedIn, is what do I do with intention, authenticity, to provide value, to get someone to lean in and get more curious and go back to my profile? Because once they're on the profile, and at least I've experienced this in my career, maybe the first couple of times they might read your headline, maybe your about section, right? You post some more things over the coming weeks, they get more curious. Maybe they go back, they read, uh, they go look at some of your articles you wrote, maybe their recommendations, right? The whole point of this is that over time, if you consider your LinkedIn page, like a product page, you're a product, you're, you're being hired to solve a problem. And right. little by little, that person is going back to your page and looking for the things that they need to persuade themselves to say, I need to hire this person to solve my problem, right? Absolutely, absolutely. You know? and, and just to, to, again, you know, to answer that question, 
my hard advice would be if you're someone that's trying to get a position or someone trying to get a new position, like Omar said, you want someone to come back to your profile. So engagement is the safest way to go. Um, and if you spend time on your profile, a very effective way to go. If you're someone that's really, really confident, though, and I know this wasn't asked, if you're someone that's really, really confident, though, in your writing skills and you've posted before, then even if you're looking for a position, posting could be a way to go. But a lot of people are leery about that. So engagement comes first. Absolutely. If you're trying to develop, yeah. And if you're trying to develop a brand, though, as a sales rep, you're trying to develop. And you know what? And I keep saying sales rep, but any position mm -hmm. you're trying to develop a brand within your field, then you will, you will need to engage. But posting is is by far going to be the most effective thing for you. Absolutely. And something, you know, Christy, and I want to highlight, there's a, another a good comment that I see. We're, we're getting some great comments. So everybody keep that up. I'm going to get to them. Um, one other thing I want to mention from Christina uh, is whether it's God or the universe, whatever you want to believe in, there's something about when you put yourself out there, when you're a little bit vulnerable, good things happen. And, and, there's this uh, saying, and I think many religious texts, the fool is the precursor to the savior. I sucked at making videos. I was terrible at writing. I still think I, 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 every other week, there's a post I put out. There's a grammatical error or something. These things happen. I would say if you practice more uh, publicly and start reducing your embarrassment, getting to a point where you're not embarrassed by anything is a superpower, believe me. Yes. Once you get to that point, right? Yeah, it, isn't it? So, Sam, Sam, Sam knows this because we're both we're both not only entrepreneurs but we're solopreneurs. So, like, <laughs> any given week, we 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 make like five or ten different mistakes, and it's like, oh, that didn't that didn't work out so well, but whatever. Well, but, you know, when when you can get over that gut reaction of getting one reaction on your post versus getting two hundred reactions on your post, when that just becomes when you become indifferent to that, that's when you're really starting to move along. Now, don't get it wrong. You want to pay attention to your metrics. And of course, in, in segments of, of periods of time, you want to evaluate why certain things are happening and, and, and you know, be more effective in one direction or another. But I think in totality, people coming in care so much about, well, what are people going to, you know, what if I only get four reactions and, and then, and then, you know, no one's going to want to look at my stuff. And then, and you know, they're so apprehensive to just put themselves out there. And I would say your first notion should be the opposite of that. Put yourself out there as soon as possible. Try not to say anything too inflammatory. Mm -hmm. Be my, if you have to ask if you're offending someone, you're probably offending someone. So keep those two rules, put some content out there, take some posts that are already out there, put your own commentary on them and repost those. And, and just start putting yourself out there and get comfortable with it. And before you know it, you'll be able to really harness uh, much better content. Uh, absolutely. And again, I think once you put yourself out there, you never know who's watching. Even me. I mean, look, I have almost 30,000 followers at this point. I had a post like a few days ago that I thought was really good. I think I got like five likes on it. It's like, ah, whatever. But here's the other thing is that sometimes what you lack in quantity, it gets made up in quality. Some of my uh, earlier articles in my career where I put a lot of effort into it. Not a lot of people engaged with the right people did specifically like a VP or CEO. And I was like, Oh my God, that, that person who I really admire and look up to, they, they liked my article. They commented on it. Right. Um, page M max CEO of uh, lighthouse wellness says, uh, we all have ADD with all the info coming at us from so many different platforms. Totally, totally agree. But again, the benefit of that page is 
with all this information coming, if you put some genuine thought, a little bit of effort into saying, how can I leave a, um, a thoughtful comment, right? So like if a physician posts, if you'll notice a lot of surgeons are posting their cases, every, if anybody comments on the post, he's like, oh, great case, great whatever. But if you take it a little extra time and, and let's say read the comments that other surgeons left, which you can learn from, read the post itself and then think, well, a lot of these surgeons are, are commenting the same thing. Let me ask about that in a form of a question and tag the person. Then it's good. You're going to feel like a million bucks when you wake up the next day and the chair of, of surgery is responding to your comment. Right. Yeah. And yeah. I see it happen all the time. Yep. All the time. And honestly, that's what it takes when you can get visible enough that, or, or just ask really provocative questions that get the uh, surgeon going and make him say, you know, I'm going to respond to that. That's all it takes. One, one or two surgeons doing that. And then you're going to be seen as someone that maybe, maybe they're going to ask more uh, response worthy questions. And if you, if you're consistent with that, then people start to expect you on the platform and expect to engage with you. And that's where you want to take it at, at being a sales rep. You want your posting going on one hand and you want that engagement to be expected on the other hand. And when you marry the two, you'll really start to see yourself uh, grow as far as your brand. Absolutely. And we got to, before we go to our second, second topic, uh, I want to highlight another great comic. So Vanessa Jaramillo, great comment. She says, yes, Omar, I love what you said. Thank you, by the way. Uh, thoughts become things and the universe will bring you more confidence as long as you believe in yourself and then business comes after Absolutely. As cliche as that sounds, which I say that all the time, I'm like, look, those, your, your thoughts, your thoughts will manifest what ends up happening. It's so true. So if you, if you go out on this platform, anything in life, but let's just focus on LinkedIn and you put out a post expecting like, oh, the, no one's going to like this, whatever. You're going to bring that same energy to when you create another post, another comment, and then your mind is subconsciously looking for ways that it doesn't work and you just give up. That's what 99% of people end up doing. The 1% who don't do that, they have their careers changed, you know, through this platform. This is a very powerful, powerful platform, you know? Yeah. Oh, and <laughs> one, one more. So this is, so, so remember what I said that doctors do, do jump on this. Here's a practicing spine surgeon and a rising star on LinkedIn. I'm sure he's going to, he's going to be like, oh, dude, why'd you do that? So Dr. <laughs> Michael Verdon, practicing spine surgeon, watching a medical sales webinar again, my my point is that LinkedIn is not Eminem, so that's morbidity, mortality, or uh, look at me. Rather, what can I thought be thoughtfully add to the conversation? Absolutely agree, Doctor Burden. So that that's a good segue into our next uh, next point. So Samuel, what do we need to know about what and when to post? Why why is this important? Yeah, I mean it's it's pretty straightforward uh, as far as when i'll start with when as far as when to post it's when you think your audience is gonna it has the best chance of actually catching what you post uh relatively speaking earlier relatively speaking earlier is usually better but with that being said you know sometimes your sweet spot could be 10 30 compared to you posting 8 30. i think one thing that people don't take, take into mind is a lot of thought leaders first first thing, post first thing in the morning so you're competing with those thought leaders to get content out uh, you might want to spread your content an hour or two a little bit later and and catching them before lunch is always a, a smart time to catch people as well as far as what to post so this goes back to what you're comfortable with if you're not comfortable posting your own original content i highly recommend you start looking at what you like any posts you like 
and put some real serious commentary on it. I don't mean responding with a comment. You can do that too. But I mean, putting your own spin on what you think of what whatever it is you like and then reposting it, right? That's that's one way to just get mm. yourself out there, get comfortable with putting out content. Can you, can you walk through that real quick, by the way, that framework about, and I completely agree, which is you said to, to put thought in the comment, but then also reposting it. Walk, 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 walk people through that real quick. Right. So, so, so let's, I mean, let's say you, you find a post about the journey of a very specific type of medical sales rep. And, and in that post, the, uh, the rep talks about the relationship they have with the providers, talks about the service they bring, why they do what they do. Go ahead and put your own two cents on, on, you know, almost saying the similar, similar responses, but with your own experience. You know, I, I completely agree with this. This is what I do when I when I'm thinking about why I do why I wake up every morning and go out and do what I do as a sales rep and put your own spin. You know, don't make it too long, three or four points and then post that out as content. It recognizes the person that wrote the original piece and then it gives your own opinion on what you think of their original piece. And it also allows you to reach out to them. I mean, you can even put at their name. Then that person is going to be notified uh, that you commented on whatever they were saying. And you can still comment on their original post. Think about what this is doing. This is giving you a lot of visibility. And it's kind of removing this burden of how do I make original content? So that's the first thing I'd recommend. Um, and, and hopefully that was enough to walk through that framework, Omar. Absolutely. No, absolutely. And I think, again, like... A lot of times when you when people think about posting and making content, I think they look at the whole staircase in front of them versus like what you and I are advocating for. Just like take one step, right. you know, comment, right? Reshare a post, put your spin on it. And and this this guys, you know, this this comes with practice like anything else. So if if you're posting, for example, only once a week, right? You that's gonna be four times a month, right? Versus if you say, hey. I'm going to make it a point. I'm, I don't know what it is. I'm setting 30 minutes on my calendar every day. I'm going to post something every day rather than waiting a month to post four times. You can post four times within a few days, you know? All right. So that's, that's a good one. I'm glad you brought this up, Omar, because this can get tricky. First of all, I agree with you. I agree with you. You post more, you're giving yourself more opportunities. However, I'm sure you've seen even thought leaders that just crack out anything every single day. Yeah. And, <laughs> I'm and, glad you're, I'm glad you're going. The, yep. Yeah. Let's go there. Yes. In the message and we're just like, huh, what's going on over there? So I, I would love to add this to what you just said. Cause I think it's, I think it's good. It's good to keep in mind. If, if you really only have the time to post once a week, we've seen people go from, you know, no, no followers to 5,000 followers posting once a week. It can, it can work for you. Will you, will you need to put more thought into your content? Absolutely. Will you want some established credibility somewhere else, whether it be the title of your position or the company you work for? Absolutely. But if that is really all you can give, by all means, give it. Now, if you're scrambling, though, and you're just looking for stuff to post any given day, if you know it's going to provide value, post it. But if you're unsure of the value, or you just know you don't have anything anything of value to give at that time. I'm not sure. I would say force yourself to pump out something. I agree. I I I no. I agree. I agree. And I think 
I think committing to doing to the discipline, right, is yeah, what it would yeah. is it would. That's why I tell people, I'm like, put it for thirty minutes because if it's like five or ten minutes, you're just gonna look for something random and do it. Thirty minutes right. at least gives you enough time to think through. And you know, some simple tips that I tell people, like if you're in the spine industry, like I always use spine. Let's let's say you're in you're in uh, uh, minimally invasive uh, surgery, right? Sure. Go to Google Alerts. Set your Google Alerts, which is a it's an alert that's you know Google sends your email for minimally invasive spine surgery. So anything that comes out article or news wise, and this could be delivered to you daily or weekly, you'll see all the articles or headlines or publications that week in, in the whole internet related to minimally invasive surgery. So now not only you're educating yourself, but you're curating content. If you think about, for those who are uh, big on Instagram, the big Instagram pages, they got, a lot of them got big, not by creating any of their own content. They just got very good curating things. You know, no, that's that's a good point. That's a great point. I love that you. Uh, you know, gave you know see. Becker's uh, Becker's spine. Beck Becker's uh, for those who are the the uh, Becker's spine and Becker's hospital report. It's a big publication. They have a massive publication, right? 90 percent of their publication is literally curating other articles. They summarize it, and their their email blast is like one of the best email blasts I've subscribed to. All it is is like top ten things, and they're it's they're just curating content. That's all it is, yeah. but it's value, you know? That's good. Yeah. yeah. Um, one more thing I'd add to that too, you know, in addition to posting content like that, cause that's, that's hard value. You know, no one can go wrong with that type of content. One thing that people want to see when it comes to uh, these social media platforms is a personal touch. And, and I think that's what allows uh, you to really get some traction on LinkedIn because you can add a personal touch really into every one of your posts. And one thing I can say for every, all the medical sales reps listening, whenever you're, if, if allowed, if it's compliant and everything like that, whenever you're at an event with your company, take pictures, get in the habit of taking more pictures. And Absolutely. of course, if you're comfortable of having yourself be seen a lot on the platform and not everyone is, you know, I'm serious, even myself, you know, I don't put a lot of pictures of myself on this platform. Our clients do, but I don't, but a lot of people, you know, do don't mind putting themselves out there and putting on a picture on the platform. So if you're one of those people, if you're comfortable with it, take pictures, just make it a habit to take pictures when you're out. And when personal touch, it doesn't mean you have to say, okay, I was at this event. Uh, it was great. Here's a picture of me and all my coworkers. You can have that picture of you and all your coworkers, but you can put something else, a different type of content. Attending this event showed me, you know, these three things or reminded me of these three things or reminded me that when it comes to this type of provider, these three things are so important. And now you're taking actual valuable, con you know, textual information and you're putting this personal touch on it with your picture and your team's picture. That's the personal touch we're talking about. It's not about putting, you know, all kinds of Facebook content with every time there's a birthday or every time there's, you know, a baseball game. I mean, that stuff's cool too, but you can still put personal touch on valuable content. Absolutely. No, absolutely. And even, you know, I think, you know, the one thing I tell salespeople is like, aside from, yes, this is, it's helpful to post to be, again, a lot of this, a lot of good, great marketing has nothing to do with being wildly creative or viral. It's just literally consistency, but along with it, you know, we're in a new age and you had to develop this tech the skill already but definitely nowadays most of our communication is dig digitally and written email comments social posts so even emails 
And so for you to develop that ability to copyright, to persuade, to, to think through like, what am I going to put in this to get, to get it to get opened and for somebody to take action on it, you can practice here and there on emails, or you can start getting in the habit of doing that on LinkedIn. Yeah. Right. And I think it's a, it's a system that builds on itself. I think you're ab you nailed it. I mean, you're hundred percent correct. I'll say one last thing about knowing what to post. Try to sit down and make maybe give yourself three or four four posts that you'd want to write before you post one of them. Hmm. It takes a little bit. Of, I mean, even even us uh, content creators, we we you know we're supposed to be really ma making a month's worth of content beforehand. But sometimes, what was the last time you ever did that? Like honestly, <laughs> right? right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but it's true. It's true that you're right, though. Yeah, but no, it's it's real. But but you know that's that's you know uh, it, what's interesting is like I'll I'll share this from my from my like yeah. journey yeah. just just in the last six months because last six months I I started my own business. What's interesting is the first few months of the business actually like towards the like middle of Q1, I wasn't producing as much content because I mean, you, you started your business many years ago yourself. You know, when you're first starting, you're doing all things. I'm like learning QuickBooks. I'm setting up a website. I'm doing all these different things. So my content creation went down. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, I got to get back into it. Well, you know, what's funny. If you look at my revenue, um, my, uh, my best month was my first month in business, right? I'm almost I, this month, last month I finally surpassed it. But the reason why that was the month I produced the most content. <laughs> that was the month I put out most, the most stuff. And it's funny. It's like, even myself, like I have to remind myself, like, you know, you have to make time for this. Um, yeah. you know, and I think the, the biggest reason why, and for those, uh, there's, there's an entrepreneur you can probably see on, on LinkedIn. Now, Alex Hormozzi is very, very famous for his, for the business he built. He says, you know, that, when it comes to like ads, it's like a one to two to one, maybe return cold outreach is one to one. The only thing that actually scales is, and that's quadratic is, is word of mouth. And that's what social media is. It's, it's word of mouth at scale, you know? And so the sooner you start playing with it, the, the sooner you start to experience those effects. I want to bring up a nice comment here from uh, Kilo Resto. So it's, she says, it's almost as if simply commenting makes it about yourself. Whereas adding a question focuses on the surgeon physician. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and Kayla, I, I would add to that. So key hack here. Um, there's different reasons why the algorithm prioritizes. Like when you see a post with a bunch of comments, getting the number one spot, which is the most relevant comment, you know, that's like a free, free advertising for yourself to everybody. One of the key tips, million dollar tip here is tag the person in the first sentence, like at so-and-so great point, whatever ask the question or, or make an observation, ask a question and try and drive that, that engagement. Cause then if they actually reply back, a lot of the key commenters, like from uh, like other surgeons, they don't get reply back because they don't tag the poster, right. the person who posted. Right. But yeah, Kila, it's a, it's a great, that's a great point. That's a great point. Uh, somebody asked, uh, uh, that they, they have to hop. I, I'm guessing they're going back in case. I hope we hope there's a replay. So for those who are watching, yes, this webinar is going to be on replay here on LinkedIn. We'll be adding this to the YouTube channel and it'll be published as a podcast, which if you follow the state of MedTech newsletter, I'll, I'll put a link right now in the chat. You can follow it on LinkedIn. You'll be able to watch and re-listen to this again. Um, Samuel, before I move to the next and last um, 
uh, point. Any anything else? Any other closing remarks on on knowing what to post and when to post? Yeah, you know, um, you know, you said something earlier that I that I thought was funny when you mentioned when you first started your business. Your biggest month was was when you were saturating, you know, the world with your content. That's when stuff, you know, really picked up. And it, and and you know, it's funny, you know, that really does get cyclical. Um, and I think the best thing you can do for yourself, for everybody listening, again, get into a groove as soon as possible. Just yes, and, and, you know, get a minimal groove. If it's once a week for you, stick to the once a week. Make three or four posts ahead of time. And now know that you're going to be able to disseminate those posts over the next four weeks. If it's twice a week for you, stick to twice a week. Get into a groove. Stick with it no matter what. And and I'm, I'm, I promise you, three to six months from now, you'll be experiencing something different. Now, depending on what your goal is, can we really say what it is you're going to experience? But you will experience something different than what you're currently experiencing today. If you can simply, out of all the things we're sharing, if you can just find a groove and stay consistent to that groove. And keep those rules in mind about creating value. Don't directly sell, and, and and really think about what's valuable to your audience. You're gonna you're gonna see yourself go places. No, I I think that's I think that is absolutely absolutely true, and it's it's really solid. It's it's solid advice. And even even myself, um, you know, when it comes to creating content, I'm trying to get in a groove as well. Um, I'm trying to you know bundle bundle things so I can do my content creation on Sundays. And at the very least, like, um, try and schedule some posts and stuff, but yeah, getting in a groove and getting habit again, like it's one of the, I'll, I'll share Sam, if you don't mind, I want to share something, um, especially for the younger, uh, and then younger and older, I think in any profession, let's say the new, new professionals who are posting on LinkedIn, one of the biggest regrets of my career came when I worked at a, uh, a company a few, you know, more than a few years ago. It's a very toxic place. And what got me to move to San Francisco was I started writing an article a week. I did this for two years straight. Every week I was putting out a very deep, well thought out article on robotics or marketing, et cetera. That, those articles literally paved my way to Silicon Valley. Um, somebody in the company made a comment about an article I wrote and I was a young guy and they really made me feel ashamed. Like they really talked down to me and made me feel really bad. And it hurt me so badly that I stopped writing. Uh, that was the biggest regret I've, I've had. I have very, I have no regrets in my career. That's the one regret that I stopped and I've had to put in a lot. I'm still paying the price for that because when you write every, every week for two years, you develop such a skill and I stopped for over a year, maybe, maybe more than that. And I'm now just getting back into doing that biggest regret of my career. So if you're in that position, there are going to be some people are going to throw shade at you. People are going to make comments, but you know, it's, it's hard to make those comments when your own customers are saying, we love this. This is providing value to us. We appreciate it because I'll tell you, nothing makes me more disappointed. And Samuel, I'm sure you're the same way when I see physicians and surgeons posting their cases, they're literally posting a picture with a product, not a single one of their reps is to be seen engaging, showing them some love. Here and they and yet here's a surgeon talking about how excited they are about using a new product, you know. Yeah, that that's that's just flat out missed opportunities right there. I, I would, uh, yeah, whoever's doing that, let this let let Omar's reminder, you know, resonate with you, and make sure that you're you're paying attention to any one of your providers that are putting themselves out there, and and definitely support them. I want to add one more thing though, Omar. I really want to stress. Yeah, please. Stress. You know, and. and 
we've seen it. We've seen it. So just everyone keep in mind, you want to provide value at the end of the day. And really a simple way to gauge that is whatever you're about to post, just think to yourself, you know, if I was on the other side, could I appreciate that? Even if you get a little bit of a yes, post it. You don't have to have this huge, big, just if you just feel a little bit of, you know what, I would appreciate that even a little bit, post it. If you find yourself questioning, you know, is this, could this be seen as offensive? I always err on the side of caution. Don't post it, especially in this med tech space where unless you're a startup or you don't have a lot of uh, red tape around what you can and can't do, you know, you definitely don't want to put yourself in anything funny because you know, these things don't die. They, they stay out here and they just find a way to come back. So you want to be mindful, <laughs> you want to be mindful, but really there's so much to say without being inflammatory or offensive. There's so much exactly. to say. Exactly. Positive, fruitful commentary, positive, fruitful questions you can ask, especially with these dynamic fields. So even if you get a little bit of a, you know what, I would appreciate that, make sure you post it. And please, no one should feel like if they don't post in a given day or if they don't post five times a week or four times a week, then everything, they're going to lose traction and everything. Don't fall into that trap. Put content together beforehand, disseminate it at a sequence you can stick to and master that and then gradually increase it and let that be your guiding light. Absolutely. I love it. All right, let's cover the last the last uh, uh, key point here. And for those, we love the comments. If you have questions, throw up the questions. We'll take them, all right? So last one, good segue, the importance of consistency. <laughs> we kind of we, we, we beat that one to I feel death. Like, I feel like we beat that one to death. So, so, so you know, so, yeah, I, again, I mean, I'll, I'll just say this is that a lot of times, like, uh, I'm, you know, you remember the uh, old men's warehouse commercials, you know, the guy, the, the guy with the beard, who's like, you're going to like the way you look. Yeah. Right? So I met that guy that that's, that's the actual founder oh, of, of men's yeah. warehouse. So I met him yeah. backstage at an event and I asked him, I was, and I, for, I always forget his name, but I asked him, I was like, Hey, like you, you, you did such an amazing job with men's warehouse. Like what's your best advice on marketing? And, he, and I'll never forget. He told me he's like, and he had, he does have a deep, like raspy voice. Like he's like, Honestly, he's like marketing has very little to do with like being super creative and having fancy this, that he's like, it's just consistency. It's literally just showing up. And it's true. I mean, I, I, the more I study persuasion and mass persuasion and marketing, the more I realize that a lot of it is, can you hold attention? And if you can do it long enough, at some point you can persuade in some direction. That's, you know, so if you think about what 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 do we what what do all medical salespeople learn, especially the you know ones who have been in the industry for more than twenty years, it's like you have to have seven touch points on a prospect to move them forward. You have to keep showing up. Be at the hospital. Be at the hospital. What does that all have to do with? Yeah, literally being visible and seeing being consistent. It's now so you lovely. can do you can do that at scale while looking you know good to potential other potential employers, opportunities, etc. At scale while you sleep through LinkedIn. You're welcome, LinkedIn. There's your there's your there's your free commercial. Wow, um, you know <laughs> that's a great point, and and we we did just kind of really establish how important consistency really is. Uh, Vanessa Jeremila said something that I want I did want to just you know address for a second. Don't yeah, yeah. Is you? Oh, uh, let me pull that. Oh, yeah, I missed that. Thank you for calling that. Yeah, out. yeah. You talked about that pivotal point in your career, Omar, and um, you know. If you guys post something and you get yourself a hater, 
you should start, you should smile. Cause that means that's, you've, that's, got, you've gotten that much visibility that you're bringing out the people that have nothing nice to say. That's, so let that, yes. <laughs> let yes. that be some motivation. Let it be some motivation. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, and again, a lot of these things that Sam and I are talking about, if you think about it, these are, these are habits of the mind and their superpowers. Learning to just not care about being embarrassed, superpower. Publicly failing, you know, I don't know. You, you have a, like, I think I, I posted a video once where I, I, it was like a five minute long video where I, uh, I whiteboarded something and I posted and next morning I realized that it was reversed. And so you like, everything was backwards and I was like, whatever, you know, but I, I absolutely agree. If you, if you start getting some hate, you're, you're onto something, you're onto something. And actually, uh, uh, somebody, uh, there's somebody who's kind of like a, like a bit of a, I would say, uh, 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 Met, med device uh, uh, celebrity. I know he has a really nice like TikTok, but so Jacob McLaughlin, um, he started posting more on on LinkedIn and you know really motivational stuff. And I really love his stuff. It was actually inspiring to me because he he posted uh, something about uh, gratitude and everything. But sometimes he's doing it like while he's on a walk and stuff. And yeah. he messaged me and he's like he, he was getting some hate from people because they're like, oh, you shouldn't be posting stuff like that. I'm like, dude, you're just like Good. haters people gonna hate, man. And he Good. and he and he doesn't care, man. He just runs in stride. Yeah. If you're not following Jacob, go go follow him. I love his stuff. Really, yeah, really you know good what? stuff. I'm glad you brought up Jacob because Jacob, I think yeah, I was talking about personal touch earlier. He mad. He's mastered that, right? Just that personal touch. He's saying all. He's got that great that, mustache too. That, <laughs> that, <laughs> that personal spin, that personal touch on every single one of those posts, and 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 it goes a long way. Um, there's something though that that Joshua Day said earlier. I think we missed it. And, and I oh really? That. Oh so, yeah, that's a good. Here, let me pull that up. Yeah. So, so he, I started to contact the marketing departments for the companies I care so that I can create posts based on my specific market and procedure products I want to highlight. They have the info prepackaged and get your ads. Uh, get to add your personal touch. Okay. So how? So I think and, and correct me, Joshua, if we if we don't got it right, if you're still with us, I think you're asking how do you do what you're already intended to do. With, while creating a personal touch, is that the question? Let's see if Josh is still on. And, and Omar, what do you think? You, you think that's what he's that's what he's asking? So I started to contact the marketing departments for the company that carries, so that I can create posts based on my specific marketing procedures. I want to audit. They have the info prepackaged, and you get to add your personal touch. Yeah. So so here's my yeah. So here's so <laughs> what he's yeah. So what he what he's what he's what he's asking is. Is this going to be good content? My answer is that without seeing it, it's not going to be that great because these, these are coming from med device companies. So what I would say, Jacob, uh, uh, not Jacob, I'm sorry, Joshua, is this. One is that it's great to do that because then now you have some product content, right? So you can use that here and there. At the end of the day, what's going to get a surgeon to lean in to say, yeah, you know what? I want that. I want that gentleman in my room. I want him covering my cases. I want to be doing business with him is go back to what Sammy was mentioning at the beginning of this talk, which is what kind of value are you, are you adding? What are they learning from you? And so part of it is that I, I'm a big, so I'm, this is what got me a name in our industry of being kind of a provocative market. I'm a big fan of just, um, and, and for context, everybody, jo Joshua is, uh, doesn't work for one company. He's a distributor. So he works for many. I would, I would ask for forgiveness and not for permission. So, 
get the content, see what it's like. You should you should be open to making your own content. Maybe with some of the products you you have, maybe there's a surgeon who you like a lot and you know they're doing a good job. Just ask the surgeon, hey, say, hey, do you mind if after the case I do a quick interview with you just with my iPhone and, and ask you like that's, what you like about things? That's and, the route he needs to go. And it's that's and it's and it's way better than a highly produced video, like yes. right? A highly produced video, whether you put personal spin on it or not will never come off as well as an interview with a third party that's part of your customer audience that's giving you a review on the product. And, and, and the way you set that up is don't make it, you know, ask them legitimate questions, questions about any product that fits, you know, with what that product can do and not, don't, you don't, basically what I'm getting at is it doesn't need to make, you don't need to use that provider to bolster your product. If you just have that provider be authentic and truthful about what their experience is, and of course they've had a positive experience with your product, not a negative one. And oh yeah, just, make yeah. make sure ahead of time. Ahead of time. But as long as they've had a positive experience, let them be authentic and truthful in whatever they want to say, um, and and that's going to go a long way than than you know cleaned up, polished up marketing pieces. Exactly. Um, right. Just get now, the content out there. Now, if all you have are cleaned up polishing pieces to work with and you can't do anything like what we're talking about then again put your own spin on it put your own spin on it something valuable your own two cents before you post it don't just don't just say this is great it's new and repost it put your own spin on it ask an engaging question something that anyone in your audience could could appreciate Absolutely. Uh, I, I don't want to miss it because we're starting to get a bunch of questions and comments. So Josh is still on. Josh, a great question. You can keep asking questions, by the way. Shannon Mays has another question. So Shannon, Shannon, great to see you again. Uh, it says, it's certainly challenging to be consistent, but also a slippery slope in terms of putting out too much content. Don't want to dilute your message. So I disagree. Here's why. Everything is a slippery slope until something pushes against it, right? So the slippery slope argument doesn't, doesn't hold here. What I would say is there's no such thing as diluting your message. And the reason why I say this, well, let me back up. There is such a thing where you can dilute your message. People aren't paying that close attention to every single thing you're posting. And even if they try to, like there's some people that I've tried to do that with, LinkedIn does not allow you. The, your content isn't going to go in front of all your all your um, um, uh, audience. The only way it will, and this is like a key tip. So, pro tip: if there is a surgeon that you're trying to follow, and you want to make sure that you get notified when they post. Go to their LinkedIn profile page on the top right hand count corner. LinkedIn released a new feature where there's a little bell icon. Those are notifications, right? But that being said, this is all about putting out things, learning, analyzing, evolving, and then, and then reiterating on it. Right. So if you look at my content, you know, I deal with medical sales and marketing. Do I have a lot of content completely unrelated to that? Yes. Why doesn't, doesn't that dilute my message? Yeah, I could, but also I need to find ways to engage people. Cause think about a funnel. Not everybody's ready to talk about using social media to sell. There are people who are in sales who are way up here, who have an interest in strategy, maybe persuasion or something. So I need to find ways to get in front of that person, to get that person to lean in, because then that's when they start getting more interested in the problem I'm really knowledgeable about, the solutions to that problem. Then at some point, the product that I sell, you know, that's how yeah. I like to think about it. 
Sammy, what do you think? Yeah, so again, not a deflection, but again, you have to think. You cannot deflect this one. <laughs> what, what, what is your goal? What is your goal on the platform, right? So I know Shannon. Shannon's awesome. He was he was my second podcast ever, and we're on episode ninety three now. So oh no way! Like, I'm talking about Shannon because you know he was he's seen it all as far as as far as our group. But um, you know you have to keep this in mind. What's your goal? Because if your goal really is to communicate a very specific message to your audience, to become the resource within a certain space, and to be really seen as I can always provide this to my audience then, you know, some of what Shannon is saying is something you want to be mindful of. Earlier, I was saying no one should feel forced to pump out content that they don't even like because they're trying to make sure they've done it once a day. I, I don't agree with that. And you haven't said that, Omar, but I don't. Anyone that says that philosophy, I do not agree with. I think that actually can hurt you. Uh, you know, what uh, just, all- just Just continuing pump out content just to... Just, just to get content yeah. out. Oh, yeah, I'm with you. No, no, I'm, I'm with you. Traction. LinkedIn I'm, will literally take it. LinkedIn will take your content and say, okay, your content is no longer being deemed valuable by your audience. So we're going right. to put the brakes on propagating your content. And that's when you start to see yourself go from, well, I used to have 5,000 impressions per post. Now I have 500. What's going on? Right. Exactly. So, yes. So I think, going back to Shannon's uh, point, you know, really spend time really ahead of time before you have to post think about what's valuable try try to find a consistency that you know you can stick to and just do everything you can to stick to that and yeah. when you master that increase it by one more post a week when you've mastered that increase it by one more post a week and i think that'll prevent you from diluting your message or killing your traction or doing anything that's going to uh, turn your audience off from what you're trying to say yeah no i i completely agree and again like I think the person who's really, um, and this works on other platforms, but like Gary Vaynerchuk, I'm sorry, Gary V, like I love you, man, but like Gary Vaynerchuk's thing of like, man, you should be putting out this many pieces of content a day. That 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 definitely works on Instagram. It works on TikTok, on on LinkedIn. Not everybody has that that amount of content. So if you if you have, I mean, if you're going giving talks and get out about a bunch of content on certain topics, like yeah, maybe. But for most of the people who are watching this, they don't. And so at that point, they're just going to be literally putting out content, articles, random things. And Samuel's right is that if you do too much of that, you know, the algorithm will slow down some of your traction. That being said, sometimes when you do a post, you need to go back with a critical eye. And, and as a salesperson, you need to get better about this, even when you do emails with everything you do and be aggressively curious, say, why didn't this perform well? Maybe it's because, oh, you know what? I didn't use certain hashtags on this one maybe you read it it's like ah, actually this is a good post but my first sentence didn't have a good hook wasn't good enough for people to stop scrolling maybe you know it could be a variety of things you know so yeah yeah no i i agree with you omar and and honestly for those of you that are aspiring to be content creators you know we teach this in, in, in our program there's software out there that will literally aggregate everything you've ever done on linkedin and just show you as clear as day what's working and what's not working, right? And that's gonna be a very, of course, helpful way to start harnessing better content to get more of a response. So there's a lot of tools out there for those of you that are really aspiring to be content creators, but it sounds like what we're talking about today, for those of you that have been wanting to, and you just haven't allowed yourself because you're not comfortable, 
take take heed to what we're saying because these things will get you comfortable and get you out there and get you into a, a beginning groove. We got we got another question, a, a good one. This is right. This is definitely right up your alley, Sammy. So, uh, Akshaya James. So, for those aspiring to break in, should we focus on a niche specialty when curating and commenting on content, or just focus on overall maximizing visibility? Oh, that's a very that's a good question. Good question. So this is so cool because, you know, we have a program for those of you that are, are wanting to enter the space. So I love that you brought this question up because this is literally what we work with um, in addition to helping medical sales reps. So aspiring to break in. All right. I think if you're truly aspiring to break in, you should be more open than not. I, and we talk to a lot of people that want to do this to the different fields out there. Um, if you know you want to be in medical device sales, for example, then it does behoove you to focus on those or those types of organizations to get really involved with whatever they're posting and to comment back and forth. If you know that's where you want to be. And also, it also uh, behooves you to take your profile and showcase that your profile is someone that's ready to get into the medical sales space. Not just someone that wants to be in it, but someone that's ready based on the transferable skills you're bringing from whatever else you were doing. Now, if you're not sure and you just want to be more visible, then be wide open. You get involved with some medical device, get involved with some pharma, get involved with some dental, some, some diagnostic, and see what resonates with you more as you continue to explore and see where you're a good fit. So again, it depends on your goals. Absolutely. And if I can, if I can add just one, one little tip, because there's, there's a lot of people who you know, they want to, they want to get in this industry because again, it is very lucrative. It's very high end. You know, it's, it's, it's great. What I would say is that from now you have to start developing the discipline of self-education, right? And in putting yourself out there again, using LinkedIn, not only have I done it myself, but like some of the, my, some of the people who I've mentored early on, like one person who in particular, who got into with no experience, what I would say is Let's say you're trying to break into uh, orthopedic surgery. You know, aside from following the orthopedic companies and connecting with the hiring managers, connect with their customers, right? And look at what orthopedic surgeons are posting because not only can you learn from that from the post, but read the comments. Now you're educating yourself. So if you get lucky, you get a you get a uh, interview with a hiring manager, you can speak the language. Because you've now, like, I've learned more in those LinkedIn posts by orthopedic surgeons than I learned in, in, in medical school in my orthopedic uh, uh, modules, right? So reading those comments and learning the language of medicine, how do you speak as a surgeon and everything? And then, of course, if you get more brave, you know, these surgeons are really nice. Asking even a simple question like, Dr. So-and-so, thank you so much for this post. What, what was so difficult about this case? What made it easier, right? They want there's a reason why doctors are posting their cases here on LinkedIn and not on a physician only network like Doximity. They don't want just their peers commenting on these posts. They want other people, right? So Akshaya, one of the things I would recommend is doing that, right? Because it's a system you're, you're learning on the fly, the language of medicine, how to engage with a surgeon, all these, what you're going to have to do as a salesperson at the same time, all those hiring managers you connected with, they're publicly seeing like, Hey, who is this person? They're connecting with the, the, some of the prospects we're trying to uh, uh, sell to, right? So now you coming in with no background, no experience, you have something of value, which is this person publicly showed that the surgeons engage with her, right? 
So that's what I would what I would do. And to Samuel's point, you know, you can you can focus on a niche, but then if you do this in a systematic way, things might come your way without like with right. you without you knowing. Like Samuel, how many op opportunities business wise have come to you on LinkedIn that you never even thought of? Right, right, right. And you know? and you, you make a great point. Um, I think the, the the key point that Omar just stressed is you know, put yourself out there, put yourself out there, and provide valuable engagement with with the audience that's already out there. So these surgeons, these other reps, provide valuable public engagement, and everyone's going to see that you're someone that that uh, is a, a good candidate to consider uh, in that industry. Absolutely. Let me take a great question, by the way. So we're, we're a little bit past hours, so we're going to be wrapping things up very shortly. But I want to see if you have any other questions. And of course, throw up those emojis. Again, I want to go back and see the replay. I want to see like a rainbow of emojis uh, coming out. But if you have another question or comment, please drop drop it in. But in, before we kind of like wrap things up and everything, Samuel, did you uh, – everybody who registered for the webinar, they're going to be getting communication from you and your and your team. But was there anything specific you wanted to share, any, any special offers or giveaways – I know yeah, we're not you know, we're not giving away a car. We're not giving away a car today, guys. Well, you know, uh, visit evolveyoursuccess.com. If you're someone that you're listening to this and you're saying, you know what, I, I'm ready to take it seriously and I want to develop a brand and whether it be grow your customer base or uh, get you up into a new opportunity within your organization or just develop a brand of awareness around a disease state or specialty, go to Evolve Your Success, click improve sales performance and select LinkedIn, uh, LinkedIn selling and get in touch with us, get in touch with someone from our team, and we'll have a conversation about how you can make that happen for yourself. If you're someone that wants to get into the medical sales industry, maybe you follow this crowd, or, or you're looking for a new opportunity somewhere, or you're, you've been in the distributing space, and you've worked for a number of companies, and now you're saying, well, you know what? I really want to get myself into a W-2 position with a large organization. Again, visit Evolve Your Success, select attain medical sales role, fill out our application, and, and, and have a conversation with us. Um, as far as far as that's concerned, I think the power of social selling is real. It's 2022. It's not going away. It's only going to become more important, more relevant, and probably more regulated. So take advantage of what is right now and put yourself out there and start getting some traction. Absolutely. And I'm uh, just leaving a comment in the chat as well. So visit EvolveYourSuccess.com. Again, great sales resources there. And you know, keep in mind, guys, that – uh, Samuel's company not only focuses on uh, helping you get into the industry. That's why it's evolve your success, uh, if, if I'm if I'm correct. But also yeah. getting in. But then once you're in, evolving and elevating your career beyond that. So, one thing I do want to I do want to mention is that uh, I don't think it's talked about enough. But there's so much value, in my opinion, in investing to work with programs and, 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 and coaches like Sam, because they've been doing this for a while. They've been getting people into the industry and helping them out. And it's really a shortcut. You can go and learn this stuff on your own. Um, number one, you're going to, you're going to waste a lot of time and there's no guarantee that it's going to work. And so again, if you're looking to make a, and, and again, I'm not making any claims for Sam, but I'm just going to say it myself, you, you're able to get promoted or get into this industry. You've just seen an increase in your salary, probably at minimum, 20%, maybe even 30%, maybe even more. And so finding a way to invest and say, hey, I'm going to work with experts. I'm going to work in a program where they're going to not only coach me, but hold me accountable, do all these things. It, it's it's worth every bit. Absolutely. Take take War Uncle Warren Buffett's advice, like best investment you can always make in yourself, yourself, right? That's the best investment. Invest in yourself, invest in your skills. Even 
for those who know, Grant Cardone, as wild as he is, he tells me, he was like, until you have $100,000 in the bank, don't w- waste money on investing. Invest in your skills to get to that 100K. We got wow. um, a nice comment from, I don't see the LinkedIn users. Again, this is going to cover our faces because it's such a big comment. We love it. Uh, such inv- insightful advice. Appreciate your perspective on self-education and encouragement to reach out. So often it's easy to dismiss our own contributions to the conversation rather than waiting to feel ready. Here's to putting ourselves out there. This has been such a helpful, inspiring conversation. Yeah, thank you so much, LinkedIn user, who I'm going to see very shortly on the uh, feed. Uh, so whoever said that, we really we really appreciate it. As soon as I see it on the, f- on the feed. Oh, uh, Christina Sai, thank you so much. That was very, very, very kind of you. And we have, I think we have one more question coming up um oh yeah so uh it's it's we're we're delayed on our end so that's why it hasn't come up but joshua day on the on the feed said that a lot of the surgeons they're actually fellows as well so they they're very welcoming to your questions and everything yes that is true at the end of the day always remember physicians there is a culture of continuing education and teaching they love yeah. it in, in my opinion i mean look Medical salespeople, even the the ones who have been uh, classically and traditionally trained, one of the easiest ways to find yourself into a new OR, go talk to a surgeon and say, hey, you know, I'm new. I would really like to shadow your case and learn from you about XYZ technique. And they'll be like, yeah, yeah, come in, come in my room. Come in my room on Monday, right? You're doing the exact same thing just digitally on LinkedIn and at scale. Um, so that being said, Samuel – Close, close, close us out. Close us out with some some final final words and thoughts. Words, uh, you know, be authentic as as often, <laughs> be authentic all the time. But take opportunities to let people know what that means for you as often as you can. This platform helps you do it. You know, our whole company is all about evolving your success. Everyone, just to be on this call, we know you've had significant levels of success. Now it's time to allow it to evolve by getting involved and putting your brand out there. So uh, don't be afraid and, and get out there and do it. Absolutely. You know where to go if you if you want those additional resources to make it uh, happen as impactfully and as fast as, as it can be. Yeah, and again, I can't stress enough for those who are watching either the live webinar right now or the replay. Go to evolveyoursuccess.com. I mean, it's you can't argue with free. So a lot of times, it's those free resources that essentially reorient it and reframe your mind and give you a different perspective on how to look at things. And that's that's the pro- the first path to, to to progress right there. Awesome, Samuel. It has been such a pleasure. We're definitely going to be doing this again soon. I had such a blast. Uh, to our lovely live audience, a lot. And make sure. Oh, yeah. I have to plug. This. I have to plug it on your podcast. Oh. Make sure you guys listen. Check out the Medical Sales Podcast. Yes. Yes, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you. Yes, yes, absolutely. So for those who are, who are watching the live, again, this replay will be available for you and we'll be doing, we'll be publishing this on our podcast, The State of MedTech and the newsletter. So you'll be able to have access to all of this. So that being said, I'm your host, Omar M. Khatib. I hope you have a wonderful evening. Hit Q3 hard. Best of luck with Q3. My guest, Sam Adiinka, thank you so much for joining. Thanks. We'll see you all next time. EvolveYourSuccess.com. Be sure to go there, everybody. Take care and have a great evening.